Note from Robert P. Rabbit, 14. I'm not sure why humans are so anxious to get on the back of a horse, but put a cowboy hat on their head and cowboy boots on their feet, and all they want to do is go for a ride on a horse like a real cowboy. When they do, they go off in single file, one horse following the other, acting for all the world like they are having fun. But really, they keep smelling the mess made by the horse in front of them. They have to twist halfway around to talk to the person behind them, or yell to talk to the person in front of them, and when they get back, they're so sore that it hurts to sit down for the next two days. But when Katie got to Wyoming, she was the first one to realize that if we were going to find the next clue, horses were actually very important. Chapter 14. The Ranch To get a good idea of the beautiful Turpin Meadow Ranch, you have to know the setting. As you travel along the main road out of Jackson Hole, right along the Grand Teton Mountains, towards the national parks, just before entering into the Grand Teton National Park itself, the Buffalo River joins the Snake River. There is a road that goes along the Buffalo River for about 10 miles. Follow this road to where it takes a sharp right turn and crosses the Buffalo River, and you arrive at the Turpin Meadow Ranch. The main ranch house, where all the guests eat their meals, has wonderful picture windows that look out directly towards the Grand Teton Mountains, so that at every meal you have a beautiful view of the mountains themselves. And adjacent to the dining area is a great room with a big fireplace. The rooms for the guests are a series of cabins, most of which are along the river, so that when you wake up in the morning, you can come out on your porch, have a cup of coffee, and just like it says in Larry's Clue, look right out onto and across the Buffalo River. We checked into the Turpin Meadow Ranch around noon, had a wonderful lunch, and then settled into our cabins before gathering along the river to make plans for the next few days. We decided to spend the rest of our first day relaxing and getting to know the area, so we took a tour all around the ranch, went on a hike up a short ways into the mountains, and did a little trout fishing in the river. When I stepped out onto the cabin porch at dawn the next morning, I was surprised to find Robert P. Rabbit with Emily pushing Katie in her wheelchair. "'Where are we going, Robert P. Rabbit?' asked Katie. "'Just follow me,' he said. "'I have already been out to explore this morning, and I think you will be pleased with what we will find.'" Just to make sure they were safe, I decided to follow behind just far enough that they wouldn't notice me. But I probably didn't need to worry. The ranch is a very safe place, and there are ranch workers who get up much earlier than the guests. When they got to the end of the short road, they turned to the right and went up on the bridge that goes over the Buffalo River. Then, they stopped in the middle of the bridge and looked down the river towards the Teton Mountains. "'Now look over there about ten yards to the right of the river,' said Robert P. Rabbit. "'See those bushes down there? Watch them closely.' "'Oh, my gracious!' exclaimed Katie. "'Do you see that, Emily? It's a bear cub!' I see it, I see it, cried Emily, and there are two of them, not just one. Let's go down and get a closer look. Maybe we can even pet one of them. Oh, no you don't, Robert P. Rabbit scolded them. I learned early on that wherever there is a bear cub, there will be a mother, and a mother bear is very protective of her cubs. She will definitely think you are trying to harm her babies, and she will attack you ferociously if you try to come near them. See, there she is now, coming out from behind that big bush. Wow, she is really big, said Katie. I think you're right, Robert P. Rabbit. I don't want to get on her bad side, said Emily. 
They watched the bear for another 15 minutes until she wandered back into the forest with her cubs. Then Robert P. Rabbit said, Okay, now follow me over here. He hopped off back towards the lodge, then led them past the corral fence and towards a large riding circle. Now, look out there in that big field, he told the girls. You see those four cowboys and all those horses? Oh, they are so beautiful, said Katie. I love horses, Emily added. Well, watch what the cowboys are going to do, said Robert P. Rabbit. And just then, we all heard, Yip, 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 get, 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 move them out, hi, hi, and get along, get along. It was the cowboys shouting at the horses and moving them into a big circle before starting them on a run straight toward the fence that Katie and Emily were looking through. Oh dear, said Emily, they are coming straight at us. We'll be trampled. We need to run. No, 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 said Robert P. Rabbit. Stay right where you are. They can't get through this fence. Besides, they don't want to get through it. They will just run around inside this riding circle until they are all in, and the cowboys shut the gate on the other side. And sure enough, it happened just as Robert P. Rabbit said it would. How did you know that the cowboys were going to drive the horses over here? asked Katie. Well, I would like to say it is because I am so smart, which I am. But actually, this morning I heard the head man tell the cowboys to go get the horses and put them in this ring so they could be saddled for the guests to ride after breakfast. I hope that means us, said Emily. After all, we are guests. I think it does, Robert P. Rabbit told them, because he also told them to be sure they got Daisy, Snowball, and Buttercup saddled up for the children in the group that will be riding. The signal for breakfast sounded at the lodge. The noise came from a big metal triangle that hung from the rafters on the porch of the lodge right outside of the dining hall. One of the kitchen staff used a metal rod as big around as a broom handle and as long as Katie's arm to hit all three sides of the triangle over and over again, making a noise that was a cross between a clang and a ring that could easily be heard for half a mile. It certainly could be heard in each of the cabins. Let's go back, says Katie. I'm really hungry. Me too, added Emily. So back they came, and I went to each of our cabins to make sure everyone else was up and ready to eat. We would need our energy for the horseback ride. What's for breakfast? Will shouted as he came into the lodge. Hush, Will, Katie scolded. It's not polite to yell like that at the staff. But that's how cowboys do it in the movies, he said. That's okay, said one of the cooks. We're used to it, and we want our guests to be happy and feel at home. Well, we don't yell like that at home, said Katie, so Will, you apologize. I'm sorry, said Will. Tell you what, Will, said the cook. We enjoy having people your age at the ranch, so how about you ask that every morning when you come in, and we'll make that our signal to tell everyone what will be served that particular morning for breakfast. But not quite so loud, Polly insisted. Okay, said Will, I'll keep it down. By then, the tables were set family style. There were eggs, bacon, hash browns, biscuits, sausage pancakes, and even grits. We were especially excited about that, since in the South, it's not breakfast without grits. Robert P. Rabbit did not even have to go inanimate. No one minded that Katie had a live rabbit in the wheelchair with her. Katie asked a waitress, Do you have a rutabaga I can give my rabbit? Uh, what exactly is a rutabaga? she asked. I was afraid she would say that, said Robert P. Rabbit. Katie scolded him. Oh, hush, not everyone knows what a rutabaga is. I'm sorry, what was that? The waitress asked again. Oh, sorry, said Katie. I was talking to Robert P. Rabbit. I see, said the waitress with a strange look on her face. Let me see what I can find. 
In a minute or two, she came back with a plate full of lettuce, carrots, cucumbers, and anything else they had in the kitchen that she thought a rabbit might like. Oh, thank you so much, said Katie. No restaurant ever does that for us. Now say thank you to the nice lady, Robert P. Rabbit. Thank you, he said. He says thank you, Katie told the waitress. You're very welcome, she said, looking right into the pink and blue eyes of Robert P. Rabbit. He blinked his pink eye at her, which he only does at people he really likes, and she walked away very pleased that the rabbit seemed to appreciate the things that she had brought him from the kitchen. As we finished our breakfast, I stood up and made an announcement. I've got a surprise for you. We are all going on a horseback ride this morning. Everyone seemed very excited, especially Will, so I asked everyone to return to their cabins to use the bathroom and put on jeans and meet me at the corral. Robert P. Rabbit, I heard Katie say, I have this strong feeling that these horses have something to do with our next clue. I think so too, he told her. Let's keep our eyes and ears open. <laughs>